Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! But Mousy, thou art no thy lane, improving foresight may be vain. The best laid schemes of mice and men often go awry. Rob Manfred, 2020. <laughs> He's looking at rabbits. <laughs> Oh, what a shit show. We're three games in. We're three games in! And we already have a COVID outbreak in... And of course it's the Marlins. Of course. Because, you know, I apologize to our Florida listeners, but at the same time, it had to be Florida. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. It sucks, too, because they were having such a good time leading up to all this. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. They, they were actually doing really well. Like, they, they were doing a good job. And then baseball started, and it's like, <laughs> draining all the fucking tracks. And who would have thought that the only sport that doesn't do a bubble would be the one to deal with outbreaks? Oh, not I. Could, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, Rob. <laughs> All right, so let's get it. We'll, we'll get into the positives of the MLB season. We're gonna we're gonna go low to high here, um, and, and we're gonna start with the low, and that's Rob Manfred just being an idiot and COVID wreaking havoc. Uh, Marlins home opener canceled uh, on Monday. Yankees Phillies game canceled today, and I wrote here in the doc to quote Scooby Doo, "Rut row." Yeah, it's kind of a big rut row. Um, I think. You know, you mentioned it, but when we, I think when we talked to uh, the, the baseball Brit, Joey, um, like a couple of months ago, there was Man, an idea that was... forever ago. Yeah, I know. It feels like it. But I think that's when they were floating the idea of having like a three, three leagues by region with like three bubbles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but but uh, might have been the way to go. Yeah. Who would have thought that... It would have been that isolating your players would actually work unless you're going to Magic City. Shout out, uh, what was his name? God bless it, the basketball player. Fuck. I'm oh, Zion? Out. Did no. Zion go? No. Uh, damn it. Who left the bubble? Someone left the bubble. Somebody I'm... left the bubble to go to a strip club for chicken wings. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Uh, who is it? Who is it? Uh, uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Fuck. That, that, that took forever to come to me. Okay. Um, but yeah. Pulling a Lou Williams, I, I don't even know where I, I came with that. But uh, we were talking about the bubbles and how, yes, yes, you know. there was bubbles. The, and 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 the MLB's bubble was popped. Um, well, so, they, Manfred, so they popped a bubble that never existed, though. Bubbleception. Bubbleception. Bubble trouble. Oh, bubble trouble. <laughs> All right, so so you sent me the video before we sat down. 
Manford put out a video tonight. Was he sitting down with Passan? Was that who that was? Who who was he sitting down with? No, I think that was. Um, I think it was Robert Flores, to be honest. Was it Roflo? Yeah, I think it was Roflo. Oh no, it was Tom Verducci. Oh, okay, it was Verducci. So, so Manford. Oh, um, yeah, duh. Uh, Robert D. Manford Jr. The, the D is for demoted. Um, D. Idiot. Um, <laughs> D. Shouldn't be commissioner. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Um, regardless, he sits down and, and they kind of do like a State of the Union interview. And I don't know. What did you take away from it? It was a 10-minute video. They talked about the Marlins. They talked about um, basically what's going to happen. Just some highlights that I took down from it. Manfred said there's not going to be any changes in the schedule uh, despite the, the positive tests from the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the cancellations today. Um, he called it. He called the situation not a nightmare. He, basically, uh, Verducci asked him, Have you hit, is this the nightmare situation? And Manfred basically said no, which how isn't it? Four games in. Uh, well, three games in at the time that it was Yeah, I'm sorry, on day four, let's put it that way. Sure, but I mean, I don't, so personally, I don't, I, I, so I can't believe I'm saying this, I agree with Robert D. Manfred Jr. that this scenario isn't a nightmare scenario because I think they caught it early enough, but I think that whole, to your point, like the State of the Union address about COVID was a nightmare in itself because all you have to, like, you don't need a sit-down interview with MLB you don't need to do that. You just send a press release and say, this happened. This is how we're going to going to address it. We have no plans to cancel the season. We'll leave it at that. You should not be, be lobbing in terms like nightmare scenario. And granted, he was answering a question that was given to him. But it leads back to the full point. It's like, dude, this happened three days in. We, you knew it was going to happen at some point. It happened very early into the season. But you knew it was going to happen. I think they've addressed it early enough. I don't think that it's a good look at all, especially considering all the bullshit that went through between now and I think it was May when they were still talking about trying to get a season off the ground uh, because this does avoid any type of scenario. If you have at least, you know, 45 games leading into this, then yeah, you've already eliminated that scenario. Yeah. But again... I think Manfred doing the whole sit down to be, you know, I I think what he was trying to do is look proactive and addressing it, but it just sent more. Oh, definitely what he was trying to do, and I agree. Yeah. I think but, it sent more of a, a red flag than anything for him to address it the way he did than just mm-hmm. just send a press release and say, yeah, there there was a small outbreak on one club and another club may have been you know affected by it or infected, however you want to fucking phrase it these days, and we're addressing it. And this is what we're doing. Instead of having a full fucking sit down and trying to basically calm everyone down. Because I feel like anytime anyone does that, like especially politicians, when they try to like calm someone down, it's like, dude, something is big. Like that's happening right now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, another thing is what he kind of admitted that like, Hey, we knew about the symptoms and they just said, fuck it. Let's play ball. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's... scary to me. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the other thing that comes too. I mean, I I understood that right, right? Like, no, you did, and that's the that's the thing that worries me more, and that's why I think this whole sit down was such a debacle to begin with. Like, I granted, I feel, you know, and I I, it's, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I when the negotiations were going on, I kept preaching like, you know, fans should know what's going on, 
But at this point, it's like, dude, I, baseball's been back for three days, for three games, three full games. And at this point, I just want to see the fucking sport play out. So if they're playing infected, I mean, yeah, that's not great on the club, but they should also be proactive in that as well and just sit them. Uh, that's the whole reason for the taxi squads in the first place. So Yep. The there problem is, is when it's there. 11 dudes. Well, that's the that's the issue because they didn't address it. They, you, you have, what, I think 60 players in the pool? Like, yeah. There's enough players there, hypothetically, that you can bring up and replace. Like, the Marlins are a fucking taxi pool as it is. So yeah, you're not... Marlins, it's basically the Miami taxi squad. Yeah, like, seriously, like, this isn't... Like, if fucking Garrett Cole got COVID, like, this isn't that, man. Like, if... I don't want to say anything bad, but, like, if Jonathan VR were to get it, I don't know if he was one of the players that tested positive, but, like, if VR got it, I don't think anyone's losing their minds. They'll just be like, oh, okay, he's out, and you move on from there. Like, you're not losing marquee names here. So I think, and, and that's not to say that clubs that have marquee names should try that. I think you just need to be upfront and take care of it as it happens because that's the whole reason you have this giant, this pool of players to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you there. But... I don't know, like, 11 dudes, 11 athletes, and three staff. Like, that's just scary to me. It's only, the other thing, too, is that I think it gets blown out of proportion, and rightfully so, because we're looking at what what happens to one clubhouse in an that's isolated fair. incident. But I think the thing that would be more worrisome for other clubs is that, you know, this is what one small outbreak does to one club. And if it happens to 29 other clubs, who knows? But think about it. Now it's affecting four squads. Well, yeah. The Marlins, the Marlins, now the Phils, and the Yankees are affected. And then uh, the Orioles. The Orioles. Yeah, they're going to play the Orioles today. So that's four, that's four teams that are impacted by one team ignoring symptoms or choosing to compete instead of um, choosing to play it safe, I guess. No, I think you had it right the first time. I think, you know, 60-game season, the Marlins were coming off of a, a big one-on-one start. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Like, when they also, announced we, 16 I'm gonna teams. I'm going to interrupt you really quick. We just saw the the very first time I've noticed the three batter minimum coming into effect because yeah. this poor dude just walked back-to-back hitters then got a strikeout, and David Ross was like, get this guy the fuck off my mound. Yeah. All right, sorry, go ahead. No, but I think you're right when they say that you were saying that you wanted to compete because when 16 teams can make the playoffs, so more than half the league is going to be in the fucking playoffs. I was like, we, didn't, we haven't had an episode since that happened. I know. Well, it happened so recently. And I think that threw a wrinkle into it. Who knows how long these guys have been sick uh, or showing symptoms, however you want to phrase it. Who knows? Um, but... Clearly, they got caught, but I think that has something to do with it because the Marlins were like, "Fuck it, we're one and one. We can, we can try to throw this one." <laughs> we can the let it, We can let our dick hang a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're making the playoffs at the end of today, so fuck it. Oh my gosh, the fucking Marlins! It would be the Marlins too. I know it's tough. It's that's what I'm saying though. I think I mean I think you're on the right page there because. Think of another terrible team like the Royals who have come out. I, I, again, I want to say they've come out hot because it's only been three games. But, you know, all these teams, I think they have a chance. And we talked about this as being one of the issues with expanding the playoffs in the first place, not even thinking about this repercussion. Um, I don't, and 
I don't know, like, this could be a big brain take, but I think as teams like the Tigers and the Royals and the Marlins and the Orioles see themselves, and the Mariners perhaps, like see themselves having a chance to, to sneak in and grab one of those playoff spots, like they'll th- you're going to throw caution to the wind because anytime there's an opportunity you want to grab it, especially when there's a chance to make it to the playoffs, if you're one of those teams that might not have been in a very long time, like that's... That's, hmm. that's got to be salivating for some clubs. Interesting thought. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it this way. I, I didn't think about it in the sense that uh, teams are going to let it hang. I just thought it was just young and, and aggressive. and Huh. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah. So let's talk about the expanded playoffs. 16 teams now. Um, what do we think about this move? Cause I, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it as well. I, I know I, where, I know where they're doing it. I, it all comes back to money. I, I get it. I hate it. Um, I like I don't want to watch the fucking Marlins play the Yankees in uh, the first round. Like, yeah. So let's go back to um, to the 20, 2019 schedule or it's twenty nineteen standings and just play the hypothetical game of who would have made the playoffs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, a really good podcaster would have had the, st- the standings up from last year when you made that comment. But hey, it's early. It's early in the, it's early in the season for me too. Hey. <laughs> uh, so last year, Boston would have made the playoffs at eighty-four wins. Or I'm sorry, it would have been New York, Tampa, Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston, Oakland, and then Texas and Boston. And then here's where it gets fun. Because if you go to the National League, that's where you see some... Atlanta, Washington, St. Louis, Milwaukee, which all four of those made it, and then Dodgers, Arizona, and then Mets, Cubs. The Mets is what I was alluding to. (laughs) The Mets would have made the playoffs last year. Are you kidding me? Not for nothing, but... Like the Red Sox were not a good team last year. Like no. that, they're they were the Mets of the American League last year. Very accurate. But they no had hitter streaks. done in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, we were on no hitter watch, and now it's done. That's yeah, over. But yeah, the the Red Sox were not a good team. Plain and simple. This is the problem. That you're gonna see with the, like I'm serious. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking take that quantum leap and say any team that wasn't good or isn't good is gonna see this shortened season as a chance to come out hot and get as many wins as they can early and often, and they're gonna throw caution to the wind. And that means health protocols and everything else. They might do the bare minimum because I'm sure MLB has some strict guidelines that they have to follow when they enter the ballpark. Mm-hmm. But I am. Very certain that the Marlins, maybe they didn't know everything, but I'm sure they, they were taking temperatures and asking players, how do you feel? I feel good. Put me in. Put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready to fucking play. Yeah, like it's just as simple as, uh, like instead of, uh, again, speculation, but it's, it's as simple as, you feel good? Cool. Let's go. It's not... Are you, are you, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the list of questions is. Well, it's also like, 
in 162 games, even if you're a good team, you can say, you know what, I can take a month off because I can make it up. Like here, you can't. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the big thing. It's like you got 60 games to fucking prove it. And we're seeing already three games in, and this is purely speculative. We're seeing three games in, like, health protocols may or may not have been broken. And guys just want to fucking play. And if they're young and they're scrappy and they want to make a name, then, yeah, they're going to do that. Yeah. And, again, purely speculative. But I think it's... It's like a Seinfeld episode right now. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's purely speculative. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the episode. Purely speculative. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, boy. And, and so you mentioned health and, and, you know, rushing guys or, or maybe guys pushing through. Um, guys that can't pu- push through. Corey Kluber removed after one inning in his first start with the, the, the Rangers. With shoulder tightness, turns out that's a strain. You can't throw through that four weeks on the shelf and then verlander oh no (laughs) i saw it's an elbow strain officially oh no despite a initial report that he would be out for the year um he refuted that himself and said that he would uh only be out a couple weeks please come back in a couple weeks and tear your fucking elbow a right forearm strain he's on the 10 day uh il which still seems weird um, I also saw the greatest comment underneath. I can't remember who tweeted it, so hopefully uh, somebody else saw this and give proper credit, but how are you going to be married to Kay up- Kate Upton and have a sore elbow? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you should get and Carlos that, Correa's wife to fucking massage that. Wow, we're back to this. Okay. <laughs> we are. That is, I just want to mark it down, the first masturbation joke of the 2020 season. So here we go. Oh, yeah. We're back. Well, we're all working from home in 2020, so it's, it, makes, <laughs> uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. And also, Bo Bichette scratched from, from Monday's starting lineup shortly before first pitch due to left hamstring tightness. Considered day-to-day, um, and they also put, um, oh, what's his name? What's his first name? Giles. Oh, okay. Ken. Ken Giles, yes. Ken Giles on the on the ten day IL. So Bluebirds run into a little bit of health troubles to start the year. Rendon, he's on the shelf as well. Day to day with oblique soreness. I mean, Otani, he's not hurt, but he he looked hurt. He didn't get an out. Didn't get an out in his first start of twenty twenty. And for the guy they call Japanese Babe Ruth, that's a tough look. That's a that's a really tough look. And uh, I just want to say, you can go back to the archives. I, I said last year, I think Otani was the most overhyped player ever. Um, so I'm not happy that he sucked. He but can swing it. Yeah, he can swing it, but he's no Babe Ruth. No, he's no Babe Ruth. I think it was just because, I think the reason Babe Ruth got even thrown around was because of the fact that we haven't seen a dominant in any stretch of the word, two-way player in the longest time. Uh, Bo Jackson. He wasn't a pitcher. No, but he played two sports. That's not two-way. <laughs> that's not the two-way player I meant. <laughs> I know, but I had to give you something. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, man, Fultonavich caught by the Braves. DFA'd. Smellia. Strange. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't necessarily understand that. 
I think, I mean, again, who knows? Uh, he was clearly out of options. Um, purely speculative. But maybe they have some prospects in that pool that they were thinking could be their time. Mm, that's fair. Purely now, speculative, though. Because he has to pass through waivers, correct? He does, yeah. So he'll get he claimed. DFA'd. He'll, get, he'll claimed. get claimed. You want to play the game of where the fuck does Fulton Avich end up? Yeah. So I'm going to say the Tigers because the Tigers just picked up Carson Fulmer, who also got DFA'd. Ooh. So I think that they're they're looking at this like fuck it, we can make a little bit of a run here and get some former, I don't hate that. How former long top have, prospects. How long does he have left on his contract? Well, I think he's still arbitration eligible, so Oh, is he still man, this seems just stranger and stranger to cut cut him then. Well it's the same thing with Fulmer. Fulmer was a top ten pick and he never really got the pitch. Fultonavich signed through twenty twenty. Oh, uh, so we had one year. Arb eligible after this year. So he has one more year of arbitration, then he's a free agent in 22. Wow. So you're really wow, just kind of... Well. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I think that's one of the issues you're going to run into with like a lot of these guys who are on, I don't want to say a short leash, but you know, this is kind of their time to, to prove it in a lot mm-hmm. of different clubs. And if you can't deliver in the first two starts even, and just getting warmed up, like imagine this is April. Like, Fulton Avish comes out and blows. It's like, okay, well, you know, we'll see how he does after 100 innings. Or not even. Like, maybe... He was supposed to be the scheduled starter today. Well, he started. I, oh, I he did start and then, and then got cut? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what happened. Wow. Again with the wowie, wowie, wow. Yep. Holy cow. What, so that's a, tough what a world. That's a that tough is look. a tough look. What a world. All right, bright spots from around, besides just having baseball. There are bright spots. Giancarlo hit ball hard. He does, but I want to keep shitting on him because I think the more I do, he'll live up to it. Has he earned the Mike name back? Or I'm sorry, Giancarlo name back. No, he's still Mike. He's still Mike, okay. He's still Mike. Just just making sure. Um, Two home runs in... 11 plate appearances, that's not good enough to earn daddy's love? No, I mean, in a shortened season, I, I mean, he's on pace to hit, what, fucking... 40? Yeah, do that, and then I'll love you. <laughs> fucking Bambi. Um, Indians are 2-1. and one. They are. Oh, we gotta talk about the new playoff rule, because we saw that into effect. Yep. Um, did You didn't have any extra inning games, did you? I saw the clips from the Rays and the Blue Jays. Okay, Rays and Blue Jays had it. Indians and Royals had it. Also, A's and Angels had it. A's and Angels, the best way, did the, the classic, the best way to hit it, to beat the shift is to hit the ball over the shift, mm-hmm. walk off Grand Slam. It doesn't, didn't really come into factor there. Um, it, did it come into play in that A's, or Jays and Rays game? Yeah, because Kiermaier, well... That's the thing. I don't really know. He had a triple. He had a walk-off triple, so who knows, All right? right? So, so the Indians is, a, is the best example that we have so far. Top of 10, Royals, bunt, sack, fly, up 3-2. to two. And then walk, caught stealing, and, and yeah, that's three. It was, yeah. So, without an official at-bat, the Royals score a run and record three outs. How weird is that? 
It's just so weird. Like think like when you say it out loud, it just sounds weird. I mean, it was weird too, but it just sounds weird. And I don't know. Like that's one of those things we talked about it before it happened. It's like I don't know how this keeps players safe. I think if you're just trying to fucking you're testing out a face to play role that you wanted to implement anyway. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing oh. here. Like who's to say? If Jordan Yamamoto is on the, on the mound for the Marlins, like, does this really keep him safe from contracting COVID when 11 of his fucking teammates have it? No. The way I think, or what I think this thing is doing and what this rule is purposing is we got a result in the 10th inning. Because the Indians, uh, as much as I love Terry Francona, with the top of his order up, chose not to bunt. And they went... So, runner on second, the nine-hitter nine, nine hitter walked, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Mm-hmm. Ball game. Indians lose 3-2. Um, so, it's hard for me to say that this is a bad rule for this season because we got an immediate ending, and if it's not, it's not a, oh, if you're on the field for three hours and two minutes, all of a sudden everybody gets COVID. It's not like the, when the home team hits 100, everybody gets tacos. It's not like that. <laughs> It's not like that, but it is a case where the more bullpen arms that have to be used, the more thinly strung these guys and less competitive these guys are going to be as the season wears on. So we're going to try and get quick results and end these games as quick as possible so that bullpens don't get absolutely obliterated. That's a good point, too. I didn't think about that. I just kept thinking about, like, when they were saying this is for the safety and health. Um, it's got- easy to play the safety and health card, and everybody just thinks COVID, COVID, COVID. I, to me, this is an arm health rule. That could be. That's actually really good. Uh, purely speculative, but um, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> uh, who knows? I, I, you're onto something there, because I think about it, too, and we, talk, we alluded to it in the last episode that I was on, at least, and I think it was more, you know, Bullpens are going to win the season for you because mm-hmm. starters Which aren't going to get the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> and that, but that's why the you know starters you're going to be lucky if you get sixty innings out of a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're really looking at how good is my bullpen? How often can they pitch? And that's a, that's actually a really good takeaway. I didn't even think about that. And, and, and Terry Francona actually brought up a, a really good point. Um, going in or before game three of that series with the Royals. And he said, you want to use your best guys because it's a sprint and it's unfortunately not a marathon. Mm -hmm. So we don't have days that we can go and throw away. But at the same time, if I use my best bullpen guys four days in a row early in the season, because I'm trying to win these close games early and not have to scramble late, that could get me in just as much trouble. Yeah, that's true. But I think at the same in the same breath, it's like, dude, I if I can win early, then maybe I'm I'm afforded a few days off later on the stretch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. So I I, I'm, I understand the thinking from Tito on that one, but I just don't. I, I don't know. I it's just I'm still trying to wrap my head around this shit because I the games I was able to watch, it was it looked like spring training. A little bit. There was just substitutions all over the place. There was no... I don't want to say competitive. Like, they're obviously competitive because they're real games. But 
Am I wrong to th- and maybe it's the no fans there, but I'm, am I wrong to think like this is these are like glorified spring training games where they're just like getting as mm. many substitutions as they can to keep everyone fresh? I think it's a mix. I think the the no fans plays a big factor into why it feels that way. But I also think that um, because of the fact that there are um, what's it called? There's no fans. I think it's just early. I think there's a lot of moving parts early in the year that we just kind of gloss over because you go, oh, it's April. We're just kind of getting the swing of things again. Yeah, that's true. Like, I never would expect to see a starter go seven innings in April. Like, put, put it that way. Like, I would never expect that. But I think mm-hmm. it's because there's not a lot of games and we're this late into the calendar year and we just were all craving baseball and we wanted to just kind of pick off. And and already, how many times have you heard one game is is the equivalent of 2.7 in a full season? No, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm sick of that one, too. That's I'm, that's like me hearing in these challenging times on every fucking ad I see on TV. <laughs> In these challenging times, the breakdown <laughs> looks to work together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been very challenging. I understand. But come on. Ugh. I just, it's weird looking at the calendar and seeing, you know, end of July and we're seeing these guys in like April form. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, up till yesterday, it was late July and Giancarlo had homered in, in every game the Yankees had played. Well, that's because he's the biggest stiff in the world. So this is like his—he's happy this is happening right now. He like—he <laughs> likes the warm weather. Mike can't do it in April and May. Mike can't survive those New York winters. No, he's—he's he's used to Miami and going to the fucking club every night. <laughs> All right, how's the early fantasy year going for you? Not great, dude. I had fucking Jonathan VR and I had a bunch of Yankees <laughs> on my team. So I saw—I saw a really stupid tweet the other day, and I want to bring it to light. It's a former teammate of mine. I'm not going to drag him, but I saw I saw him tweet this. I couldn't disagree more. He said, if you, if a player on your fantasy team gets COVID, you should he should score 19 for the year. No. For that week. For that week. Like if, if you have him in your lineup, the lineup locks, and he gets COVID, you should just get 19 points from him. No, fuck that. Like, I think there's a better argument to be made that you wanted to draft COVID players early and often because they'll be ready to go by like week two of the season. Ugh. I don't fucking know, dude. Well, it's so, so no, so I hate, I hate, fan, I hate season long fantasy. Period. So I'm all the way back in. I'm all the way back in on Thrive Fantasy. And if you like prop betting, if you like DFS, if you like them both, uh, the Breakdown Sports is partnering with a brand new company that combines DFS with player props. It's called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun. It's the first of its kind. And the way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made up of prop bets. The more prop bets you guess correct, the more points you get, and the greater chance you have at cashing in and winning winning money. If you deposit 10 bucks right now, use our code BREAKDOWN, that's B-R-K-D-W-N, and Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with a free $10 credit. Use our link. Try it now. Um, I didn't win. I, I played in like seven different contests on opening day. I got screwed. I thought the stars would come out hot. They didn't. Uh, Frankie still Francisco Lindor still trying to figure out what month it is or maybe he's just checked out of Cleveland who knows um but either way Thrive Fantasy is the way to go it's still fun even when you lose prop up with us <sighs> I miss those reads dude yeah it's weird saying it now because it's like are we gonna lose a season after three fucking games 
I mean, that's probably a prop bet somewhere. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Let's see. How did I do? How did I do gambling? I, I gambled a little bit. I know I, I was I was up on opening day. Um, you been playing at all? I mean, I just got back from having. No oh yeah, you just got back to civilization. Yeah, I was I was out of the loop. Um, that's why like I was watching snippets and fucking highlights all day, just trying to like get some semblance of what happened. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know I texted you as soon as Giancarlo uh, went yard, and. You immediately were like, I didn't get it. And I was like, oh. oh. Of co- I mean, of course, it was fucking Mike, too. Like, you know. Hey, Ugh. sports are back. Fuck you, Brendan. <laughs> All right, buddy. The season's back. For now. It's For now. For now. It's time for the return of one of our favorite sub- subjects, or uh, uh, segments, the curtain call. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say that uh, the Indians have have a little six-game stretch coming up here. They got the White Sox and the Blue Jays. I'm sorry, not the White Sox and the Blue Jays. I was looking at uh, my bookie, and I saw the Blue Jays. They got the White Sox and the Twins back-to-back. I'm saying the Indians take five out of six of those games. I like it. Um, I have a huge bold prediction here. Also, I'm going to put a prop bet down on them. And they're also the reason that we might not have a season. But I would say the Marlins are going to sneak in and get a playoff spot. Um, can you get a playoff spot if half your team is in the ICU? Well, so here's people what I'm are thinking. asking. Here's a, it, people are going to find out right now why I'm thinking that. If your if your one team becomes an absolute wrecking ball for every other team trying to play games, and you have to shorten the season even more. And you can win fifteen to twenty games. You might have a shot, Miami. Okay. Okay. Um. How many wins with sixty game season? Sixteen teams get in. What's gonna be the magic number to get in the playoffs? Oh my god, that's too much math for me right now. Is thirty gonna be enough? Can you go five hundred and get in? Oh, I'm sure you can. So it's just like basketball. Oh, fuck this year. Fuck 2020. <laughs> I'm so far out on 2020, it's not even funny. I mean, dude, I'm already looking towards 2021. Like, I, I, I'm so happy baseball's back for now, but like, I, I'm so fucking done with this. Yeah. So we covered a lot. Uh, we kind of went really fast, actually. So, so maybe we'll break down some more next week. Um, but. Oh, I will say now, this. Yeah. What do you got? Three games in, and we're already getting fucking panic alerts from Robert D. Manfred Jr. If this fucking season ends before we record again next week, this will be like getting blue balls from Gal Gadot because I just got started. <laughs> you cannot fucking do that to me. I love it. How about no sweeps on opening weekend either? I kind of love that though. Everyone's competitive. I, I this is gonna be a fun year. It, it will uh, be fun if it happens. If if I'm I'm being positive here, buddy. You're right. You're right. No blue balls. We're having we're having a great time. We are going till completion. <laughs> Golly. If we what don't, then I'm just gonna have to fucking crank the old right arm until fucking March next year. You and Verlander. Yeah. Well, and Correa <laughs> because he'll be telling us his secret methods. All right. You have fun working from home. We'll talk to you next week. He's seven. I'm Tom. We're out. See ya. I'm your man. That's what I am.